What the fuck it is, y'all? Third Coast Base Radio, Season 2, Episode 14. It's your boys, Metaphysic. And this is Kid Luna. And we came here this month with Oni Girl Loose and your boy, Silvicious. And they both came to fucking knock it down. So without further ado, let's get to it.
mix was absolutely just super sexy. Really enjoyed that. Um, we have Lucy Rodriguez on the phone. Um, I just want to say thank you so much for being on Third Coast Base Radio. Go ahead and say hi to everybody. Hi, everyone. <laughs> awesome, awesome. So, Lucy, let's just go ahead and get right into it. Um, tell me a little bit about yourself. What's your background? Where are you from? Um, what's going on with your life? Um, so, uh, I'm currently living in, in Dallas, Texas, so uh, kind of part of the scene down here, I guess. Uh, I don't really associate a lot. I tend to stay, I'm a bit of an introvert, so I tend to stay by myself for the most part. Um, but uh, I've been doing music for about 11 years now, and I think it's just now getting to the point where I'm like genuinely happy with what I'm doing. <laughs> awesome. Yeah, no, I totally feel that. It's it's interesting because um, your your mix was just super unique. I mean, it was a lot of, you know, juke work and bounce and you don't really, I don't see too much. I, not, mind you, I haven't been in Dallas in about a year, but I just don't see too many like producers really like sticking to that. And I really enjoyed that so much. So um, tell me, where did, uh, where'd your moniker come from, Loose? Where did, uh, what was the inspiration behind that? Um, it was, uh, well, shortly after I had come out, uh, a lot of people would call me Loose and it just sort of stuck. Um, it's, it's kind of funny because it's a, the idea behind that one is, uh, it's sort of similar to how one of my previous aliases came to be, which was Bird, and I made hip-hop on that for a while. And that was just a nickname because everyone called me Bird for years. And so a lot of my aliases just came from nicknames that I had. Awesome. Yeah, that's that's a kind of um, where Metaphysic came from, my monocurves. More so, yeah. like, given to me at a rave. Um, <laughs> <laughs> long story, but... Uh, yeah, no, that's super awesome. So you said you had about 11 years, um, like, musical experience. Is that, like, classical training? Did you teach yourself? Is it instruments or mostly sitting behind the doll? Um, what's your musical background? Um, so I started out playing bass uh, in a, uh, well, I say heavy metal band, quote-unquote. It was just my ex-girlfriend's garage band, really. But... Um, I started out playing bass, and while I was playing bass, I was messing around with, uh, you know, the demo version of FL Studio, and I, after after the band sort of, I guess, broke up, um, I kept going with, you know, the electronic stuff, and my style has definitely changed a lot. Um, back then, I was making more hip-hop, drum and bass stuff, mm -hmm. which it's kind of funny because throughout the past, you know, 11 years or so, I have gone full circle back to making hip hop and drum and bass multiple times. <laughs> That's kind of what I'm doing now too. So Awesome. Yeah. No, I, you, you don't want to like limit yourself to like one specific niche. And then it's always fun to take, what you learn from one genre and try and bend it over into the next. I think that's always the, the funnest thing yeah. to do for sure. Um, so you said you were like doing, you know, like drum and bass, hip hop, um, like things like that. And like your mix is like solid, like juke work and a lot of bounce music. Um, who who inspires your sound? Like who who would you say like inspires you to make music as you are today? Um, I'd say a lot with my, with my current sort of sound, I can hold two people 
that I would say are kind of responsible for that sort of style I have now. And one of them is Sewer Slut. Is like great core, but I really like their style of mixing and stuff like that. And um, Machine Girl, it was another sort of really weird kind of mix between break core, footwork, jungle, drum and bass, stuff like that. And it's really techy, ravey stuff that I just really enjoy. Awesome. Um, yeah, and I guess we can just go ahead and just jump into the mix and your tracks. Um, Let's talk about them. Are they unreleased? Are they on labels? Are uh, they're all you know, obviously original production? But um, like, let's just get into them. Um. So every every track, for the most part, is um, self release. I don't. I've never really done releases with labels, just because uh, I'm. I guess the best way to put it is I'm scared to put my music out there, so I always tend to self-release stuff, but they're all personal works. Uh, a bunch of them are unreleased, and some of them are. Um, but uh, one cool thing about the mix is every track, because uh, I have a weird way of doing music, every track in the mix is made with a different piece of software. Nice. <laughs> so not a single track in the mix shares the same software. That's badass right there. Uh, like, for example, the first track you hear in the mix actually made on my phone uh, using a piece of free software from a Russian... Well, it's free on PC, but you got to pay for it on mobile. Right. But it's a, uh, like a tracker software, and it's completely modular. It's really cool, uh, called Sunbots from the Russian developer. I really enjoy using it. <laughs> Hella interesting. That's that's super cool. Um, and just to talk about that, so you said every track, and I'm gonna assume there was at least uh, you know maybe 10, 11 tracks, maybe more in there. Um, yeah. So that shows me that you're obviously hella hella um, knowledgeable when it just comes to working around a digital audio workstation. So that kind of like leads me into the question that I ask pretty much every producer on here. Like, well, one, what is your favorite doll, and do you think it's just a tool? Ooh, that's a, that's a tough one because um, I have a lot of different softwares that I use. Um, I wouldn't be lying if I said that I at one point used up to 20 different DAWs at the same time. Oh, Jesus. Um, <laughs> um, I'd say personal favorite just because it was one of the first ones I really was able to wrap my head around myself on studio. Right. Yeah, I think that's where I started too. FL Studio, um, and then I went to Reason for a little bit, and then GarageBand, Pro Tools, yeah. and Logic. Um, I, I love Ableton, though. Yeah, I have... Uh, it's funny, I was, uh, the past few days, I have been messing around trying to perfect my mixing at Ableton, because uh, I'm going to be doing some live stuff, or at least trying to do more live stuff, because I don't really mix too often. Um, and I've been wanting to use Ableton for that. <laughs> yeah, kind of practicing I, with it. Yeah, mixing in the DAWs like completely. I don't know. I I just can't do it. I suck. I'm sure it's hella easy too, but like I don't know. I've gotten so used to like controllers and CDJs. I'm like, yeah. nah, I'm good. <laughs> it's funny because like the mix that I the mix that I made for here is I did that in FL Studio. <laughs> nice, interesting. So. <laughs> 
That's that's hell interesting right there. So uh, like, what's your go-to uh, like VST? Or are you more of a hardware, a software, soft synth? Like, what's your what's your go-to? Oh, trust me, if I could afford to be a hardware, you know, <laughs> I would. Um, I think <laughs> my uh, one of my go-to sort of VSTs is probably Serum. Uh, despite not using it for a lot of things, it's just the one that I know immediately. Uh, but I also use, there's also a very specific stock FL Studio plugin that I have used at least once in every single song I have made for almost five years, and it's called the 3X Oscillator. Uh, I know exactly what you're talking about on uh, on FL yeah. Studio, right? Um, yeah. You know, it's funny. I, me and my uh, my old buddy Mark, we when I was first learning to produce, I think that was like the first soft synth that we actually started to use, and he was like. This is my shit. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> yeah, it's it's yeah. it's really versatile it's, for sure. Yeah, it's like super simple, but it, you can get a, you can push a lot of really cool sounds out of it. Yeah, definitely. Um, so you said you had um, like some projects happening here in the near future. What um what's going on for Loose in the future? Do you have some tracks coming out? Are you performing any shows in the? I mean, obviously COVID is fucking everything yeah. up, but like. <laughs> Maybe yeah. like some live streams or something like that. Yeah, well, I'm actually working on getting some turntables so I can actually start doing live streams because I have like the camera set up, I have streaming set up, I have like icons and everything stuff ready to go. I just need turntables to do it. Awesome. Um, as for releases, I have releases planned, uh, but I don't know how many of them are actually, you know, I guess doable. Um, like for example, uh, the Dread Collective uh, is working on a compilation, and I've sent a few tracks to them. Uh, I've sent a few tracks over to the Footwork Jungle, stuff like that. So, uh, you know, I had, and of course, just daily personal releases and stuff like that. Right. Um, I'm actually uh, I'm working on a YouTube channel right now, so I can because uh, SoundCloud you gotta you gotta pay if you want unlimited minutes uh, and because I am a, uh, a cheap bitch. Uh, <laughs> I like it. Um, I, uh, you work on sort of archiving a lot of my old music from aliases. I don't really make music for anymore and stuff like that. Posting it all to that YouTube channel. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. Almost like, almost like a loose archive. That's yeah no I I need to get on doing something like that my shit's like too too spread across everywhere I'm, I just need to consolidate get a I don't know a band camp or something <laughs> yeah um, which I that reminds me I gotta do the same thing for my band camp because I have like five <laughs> <laughs> um question so like yeah. producer lifestyle um you all right I I usually just talk about this so you have an empty daw in front of you what how do you start or how do you begin the process of creating music um a lot of times and it's like i've done this with pretty much every dog i've ever worked with um i start with drums i've always started with drums first i have friends who start with like the synth or the bass line first i've always started with drums even the very few times i've worked with hardware i started with drums it's just uh because I can get a really good layout of the track starting with drums, but um, I have been working on trying to get outside of doing that because I have noticed that some of my, I keep using 
some of the patterns, uh, you know, over and over again, not even realizing it. So I, I uh, like subconsciously doing it. Yeah. So I'm wanting to work on sort of getting outside of doing that. But for now, at least I start on drums first. And that's how I really build the track. Okay. You know, um, I actually, I just purchased this book because I've kind of found myself falling into the same thing. Um, and it's just like a book with like, shit i don't even know maybe like five six <laughs> five six hundred different like drum patterns that you can like put on a midi um and i've just been kind of like experimenting with a bunch of just like different drum patterns and trying to chop them up and make it seem a little bit more you know a little different because i do find myself falling into that pattern as well especially with my drums it's really easy right yeah <laughs> um that's that's awesome um and as far as like, I don't know, I, I always ask people this too, like it, being a producer, has that taught you anything that maybe you possibly wouldn't learn, you know, anywhere else in life? Um, or it's, artist in it's, general? Yeah, it's like, it's taught me a few things. Um, <laughs> uh, one thing that's a little bit more of a personal thing I uh, just don't lean too much on other people because I did that with someone who was a close friend of mine and he sort of went off the deep end and, you know, not, not many people have heard from him since that happened, but um, it's just like, it's, it's helped me figure out, you know, patience and time management more than anything though. Um, Cause I've been able to like, there's some days where I can knock out a track in just a few minutes and like, <laughs> you know, have, have a pretty decent layout for something that could be a much bigger track if I put more time into it. Um, but, uh, for, for the most part, it's just time management and being patient because I can sit there and stare at a project for hours and not have an idea, or I can sit there and have a project full track done within like 15 minutes <laughs> right just depends on that i guess that inspiration or, or motivational level yeah and it's funny that you say uh, like don't lean too hard on people um i if one thing that i've realized is especially as producers just how fucking hard it is to collaborate with other artists sometimes yeah. you're like yeah you're like okay we're both we both know what we're doing but is it because like we're, we're both trying to be and you know one thing i've always realized it's just better for like to take turns working on it rather than yeah. like try and throw both opinions in it at the same time collaboration is such a it's a well sometimes it could be really really simple but most times i've ha i felt like it's just it's difficult you know I've basically gotten to the point where I've only I only collaborate with people I have already collaborated with just because I know how they work. Right. <laughs> yeah, I think I've only um, had a couple of collaborations, like just two or three. <laughs> I'm like, no yeah. more, no more. I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> so, question. Um, I always ask yeah. people this too. Um, you said, you know, obviously being a producer taught you patience um, and things like that, and you've been a producer or artist and musician for over a decade and some change now um so what's some advice that if you could go back 10 years and give yourself some advice or you know to all the producers listening to this right now or the aspiring musician what is a you know a piece of advice that you can give them um that might help them on their journey 
I could give two pieces of advice, one specifically for my past self and one for, you know, an aspiring artist. This one's for my past self. Don't take that four-year four year break. You're going to regret it. <laughs> um, I took a four-year-long break between producing, and I came back literally not knowing how to do something. So, <laughs> like, it's it's... It's, I was, I was pretty quick to, you know, get back my footing, but it's like, I literally came back not even remembering, you know, how to mix and how to master my music. And it's, it's, it was really weird, um, coming back and just not being able to do anything. But, um, as for advice for like an up and coming artist, um, I would say be patient genuinely be patient uh don't be afraid to ask questions like don't be afraid to say if you've got a friend who's he's been you know at the game a little bit longer than you don't be afraid to ask him some questions don't be afraid to you know uh ask him you know what's the best way to do this one specific thing because you might learn something that could really help you to the point where you end up doing that in every single one of your productions that's really really good advice right there um yeah it's 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 interesting um how many especially you know just being an artist especially in the dallas scene you know it's it's a small it's a small world out there for sure and yeah. there are definitely a lot of different experience levels for sure I, you know i've you know rub shoulders with a, a ton of people on a ton of different levels so just getting yeah. getting that knowledge you know um just a, a little tidbit of, you know, information here and there really kind of helps you mold yourself into the artist that you want to become to be in the end, I think. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, it's, uh, it's, it's interesting, you know, having so many different varieties of artists on this show. And I want to thank you because I believe you're the, the second female on the show. Um, and it's just, it's, it's super awesome. And it's really, really dope to have you know people from all these different backgrounds and just you know especially with all this crap happening with covid and pandemic and black lives matter and you know just, just so much stuff happening in the world but yet you know the artists are still out there making art you know just trying to yeah. trying to make stuff happen and i really appreciate that yeah. it's, uh, it's, for me it's always been about keeping people entertained yeah for sure something something that you can you know, you can put on, and you won't really think about, you know, and I, <laughs> the way I always saw my music, or at least some of the music I had made in the past, which was, I put, I made music to help you escape from reality, and um, I'd like to think that's, that's what people would do when listening to my music. Nice. Put you in, like, a different far-off world, you know. <laughs> Yeah, I've, like that. yeah, I really try and create like a like an atmosphere for people to like not have to think about shit. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like yeah. just kind of escape for a second. So tell me, did you ever frequent Lizard Lounge? How do you feel about it? Or how do you feel about that like closure? Did you ever go there? No, I've, sadly, I've never ever been. To <laughs> said i'm very much an introvert kind of person right the closest uh i was up in oklahoma you know earlier this year excuse me i was up in oklahoma earlier this year um 
I did DJ a house party, and that's about the closest I've ever come to really being in a situation like that. <laughs> you know, uh, but I, I, I didn't hear much about his closure, though. I didn't know. I didn't know that happened. <laughs> yeah, no, I, you know, I've been out of Texas for just about a year now, and I've damn near deleted every social media besides Twitter, but somehow it's still got on my timeline and it's just funny because a, a lot of people started their i guess yeah career you know edm lifestyle there um i think for me it was like a a tiesto show or something in houston that might have been my very first like holy shit what is electronic music and then from there like lizard lounge was just always in the background what yeah. what got you into electronic music? Because I know for me, before I was into electronic music, I was like f a fucking metalhead, like Ozzy Osbourne, Metallica, Lamb of God, yeah. like just straight well, metal. You know what it was legitimately for me? Um, it was playing PlayStation 1 games, the soundtracks <laughs> nice. from some of my favorite games, like Ridge Racer, Need for Speed, Roll Cage, uh, Wipeout. Those were all my favorite games growing up, and it's like, I I would listen to that, and I'm like, shit, I'm gonna make that. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Do you remember that that game on PlayStation? It was like Electronic Music Maker or some shit. I, I yeah. Dude, TV music generator. Yes, yes, dude, I had that game and I had no idea what the fuck I was doing with it, but... <laughs> yeah, I have, I have two copies of it. I actually have one of them in my hand right now. <laughs> nice, that is awesome. That's uh, super awesome. In fact, uh, one, of the, one of the songs in the mix, uh, it's called Hybrid. It samples some stuff from it, so... Nice. Fucking full circle right there, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> So, um, question, do you, uh, do you have anyone that you would potentially recommend for Third Coast Base Radio? Uh, ooh, yeah, um, you know, I have a few people, some are close friends of mine, um, Mr. Hoofstein is a, he's a, uh, is one of the people I'd like to recommend. He's a, uh, sort of a French house, uh, producer from New York. Nice. Uh, he's, uh, I just really like his style of music, and he owns or he runs a a record label called Only EAC. Or uh, right, hang on, I want to make sure I didn't get that wrong because sometimes I have. <laughs> okay, O O N E A C. I got it right. Sweet. <laughs> awesome. Um, and as for another one, uh, I'd have to recommend my friend Twerk. Who uh, he his style is very you know industrial techno, but he also makes a lot of jungle house music and stuff like that. Um, he's from England, uh, and I just absolutely love his style. And his all of his stuff is very heavy sample based, but his his just style of his production is extremely good. And a lot of times you can't even tell he's using a sample because of how good he is at sample manipulation. Nice. Yeah, I'm definitely going to have to reach out. Um, we're damn near booked until like February next year. It's crazy. I like sent a tweet out and then a bunch of people were like, hell yeah. I'm like, cool. I love that. Or we might just have to break it into like, I don't know, two shows a month. Um, yeah. But yeah, um, I'm definitely going to reach out to those people for sure. Um, I just I love 
there's just so much fucking untapped talent out there, you know? Like, yeah. <laughs> I, I, there really is. I love that. And then there's just the fact that the, the best thing about this show, obviously, is the fact that, you know, it's all original production. So it's like, this is you, like, fucking putting your soul out there for a little bit. And yeah. it's in the internet, and it might last for at least 100 years, hopefully. You know, yeah. we'll see what the servers do, but... <laughs> But yeah, I want to thank you so much. Um, yeah, it's this was uh, an extremely awesome, you know, opportunity. I, I really thank you for the opportunity to do this. I even even you know when I first started, I I, I like never thought I'd be in a situation like this. So this is extremely awesome. I'm extremely grateful for this. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. Um, so I guess this is the part. Um, do you have any last words that you would, uh, you know, just want to kind of throw out there for the listener? Um, there's a lot of weird times going on right now. Stay strong, stay safe, wash your hands, wear your mask. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck yeah. All good advice right there. Yeah. Um, keep listening to third coast face, you know, and just keep living life. Keep enjoying Keep enjoying what you do. Yeah. Awesome. Thank you so much, Lucy. I appreciate it. Yeah, no problem.
not like to...
time of my dreams.
amazing bro um so let's just go ahead and hop right into it man tell me a little bit about yourself who is alex um what's your background where are you from uh what's your story so my name's alex and uh i've pretty much always been into music i uh i picked up the drums when i was eight years old and uh, i was drumming at my uncle's place and uh i was able to lay down a beat pretty uh pretty quick and uh from there i just started taking lessons 
and uh, you know learning uh, everything I could about you know rock music, alternative, jazz, um, all that kind of stuff. And then and then I started to uh, drum to hip hop, and uh, that was kind of a game changer. Nice. And uh, uh, made me want to get in and start making beats. And uh, eventually, I wanted to learn how to scratch. And uh, I got my own set of turntables, and I think producing and DJing kind of came in at the same time. And uh, as there's history, you know, just a, a lot of different uh, groups and side projects, bands, and uh, a lot of learning experiences along the way. But um, you know, I'm happy to to be where I am, kind of honing in on my own solo project, So Vicious, where uh, I can make the music that I want to make and. Uh, have complete creative control. Fuck yeah. So it sounds like, so you say like you have a lot of like, I guess, um, kind of instrumental experience as well as like experience in the DAW. Um, what what inspired you, I guess, necessarily to kind of just say like music is, that's my artistic expression? Um, I, I don't want to be like that guy. To be like, you know, <laughs> I, I, I was I was that uh, baby growing up uh, banging on pots and pans, but uh, that's kind of how it was, you know. And uh, just naturally, like my brother, my sister, my cousins, and I we would want to put on like our own talent shows at uh, nice. uh, at home, like growing up when we were kids. And uh, I've always just felt like I had this this entertainer blood ro- uh, running through my veins, you know. So. Um, it's just always been in me to to put on events and uh, and give everybody else a good time. You know, in in high school, uh, we really got into throwing our own dance parties, like in and out of school. And uh, uh, we would always talk to our friends about, you know, like, hey, uh, what do your parents think about throwing a party at their place? And most of them would say, hell no. But uh, <laughs> eventually we got a couple of cool kids who were like, uh, yeah, our parents don't care. This one guy had this barn, and it was sick. And I was able to set up uh, my full sound system with lights and lasers and uh, just get the party going, you know. So uh, it's, it's fun for me to put on uh, a show for everybody because everyone else is able to have a space to have a good time. Fuck yeah, man. No, dude, that's <clears throat> that's super awesome, man. Um, I think a lot of people kind of forget what it's really about, especially, like, in this weird fucking COVID-19 period, like we we don't have the chance to like gather and be around each other but like at the end of the day it's still that same like feeling of you know we just kind of want to go out and just escape and be with each other and like live in the moment and still one thing that i've noticed is the artists are still out there and making sure that the art is there for people to listen to or look at and consume in various formats you know what i mean yeah for sure it's always going to be there in, in one form or another and the people who really want to do it and uh who are in it for the creativity and the passion, they're, they're going to stick around. And you're seeing that a lot when it comes to, uh, to Twitch and all these uh, the drive-in um, tours uh, as we're breaking out of COVID. It's, uh, it's pretty cool to see what people are uh, getting into. Yeah, the creativity is a, it's a little different, right? It's, a, <laughs> it's strange. I, I like seeing people's output on you know how they present themselves because obviously already streaming is saturated, but... You still find the same thing with just, you know, like SoundCloud surfing. You find those gems and you're like, Jesus, this is a fucking amazing stream. You know, like, <laughs> this is great. And I, yes, I really appreciate it, that. Exactly. It's, it's kind of like the, the modern day, uh, you know, digging for records, you know, just uh, skimming through SoundCloud and trying to find something that stands out. 
Yeah, definitely. Um, so let's go ahead and just jump right into your mix. Um, let's talk about your tracks. Are they um, released on a label, unreleased? Um, uh, what, what's the deal with your, you know, your productions? Uh, so basically I have about eight different projects out on, uh, on major streaming platforms and, uh, it's just all independent. So, uh, no record label, nice. nothing like that. Just, uh, sticking with my independence, uh, and it's, it's all copyright free as well. So, uh, you know, I'm able to, uh, throw them at people who want to do YouTube videos and uh, use it on streams and stuff like that. Nice. Um, so you say like, um, like label free and I, you know, me as myself as an artist, I released on a label, I think maybe once or twice. And it's, it's fucking ridiculous. Honestly, they're like, all right, let me get this track. I'm going to release it six months from now. Like, what the fuck is that? So after that, I kind of just distro kid is the way to go. Honestly, like, <laughs> yeah, it's just so simple. It's straightforward. And, uh, and just like, you know, the reason why I have my own solo project, it's because you have complete creative control and, uh, yeah. uh, you know, you don't have anybody else kind of running the game for you. Right. So, um, your independent project, Sil Vicious, where did the moniker come from? What, um, what brought that along into your lifestyle? Was it like a evocative moment or was it kind of just like a nickname or like what, how did that happen? Well, I've always been, you know, like a person to think that it's, you know, like I know a lot of people are coming up with their own names and that's super cool, but I always thought it would be cool if somebody else gave me a name and I just kind of went with a, a nickname. Um, I, I had a girlfriend in junior high who uh, called me so vicious once and uh, it was just like a joke, you know, uh, kind of ironic, but uh, I just kind of stuck with it. It just kind of stuck. And uh, that's what I've been using ever since. Nice. She's going to hear this and be like, ew, what the fuck? No, I'm suing you. No. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. exactly. <laughs> fuck yeah. Um, so is there any like, artist in particular that kind of inspired the Silvicious sound? Um, one that kind of was like, all right, I, I kind of want to like take after or like learn, you know, certain, certain cadences from. Yeah, for sure. Uh, they're, I'm sure you know, Noisia. Def. Um, they are a massive influence on my sound. Just the way they're able to, uh, push the limit on their creativity you know like they're, they've been doing this for a long time and, uh you know going through high school uh i'd have this digital uh graphic arts class and whenever i would not have any work to do i would go on their their website noisia.com or noisia.nl i think and uh i would just go through their their latest releases check out their music videos and uh at the time it was like it was the only sound out there that was sounding like that and uh, everybody else who kind of came later on who sounds similar, uh, I feel like they were influenced uh, by them in, in one way or another. And uh, it was just crazy how much that can uh, really influence your sound, you know? Yeah, no, definitely. And it's funny that you say that because it's kind of where I got the inspiration for Third Coast Bass Radio, just listening to their fucking radio podcasts all the time and just... You know, thinking like, I, I'd like to do that too. I'd, I'd like to give the opportunity to have artists, you know, present their original art on a fucking, on, you know, mainstream platforms. And Noisia is legend, bro. <laughs> like they... Dude, literally. 
Yeah, Nosy Radio, they find the coolest shit. Like every episode, they find uh, the craziest songs that you would have never discovered if it wasn't for. And it fucks me up because I'm like, it's it's like almost endless, bro. I'm like, I I look for artists and I'd be like searching for shit, but damn, bro, like. When do I get to the point where I have so much music submitted to me that, like, I just don't know what to do with it? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah, man. I'm trying to fucking get to, man, at some point. Yeah, yeah, those guys have the sauce, man. <laughs> For real. Um, so, and as far as, like, all right, you know, let's get a little philosophical here. As, you know, being a producer or being a musical artist in general, um, do you feel like there is something necessarily that you might have learned just on this path that you probably would not have found otherwise? Um, for sure. I think uh, discipline is a big one. Um, you know, it's, uh, it's not easy to, to sit down and do basically the same thing over and over again, just a slightly different every day. You know what I mean? When it comes to sitting down on your laptop and trying to come up with something new. And uh, it's that routine and that discipline that can really, uh, you know, it's something that you can stand on. Uh, and, you know, if you go out to uh, the rest of the world and you're like going shopping or you're doing uh, your thing, you're seeing the, your family. At the end of the day, you know, you put in your time, you put in your couple hours um, at your workstation where you're able to uh, work on your creativity. Because, you know, like I said, it's not always the easiest. You're not always going to have the greatest idea. Uh, sitting right in front of you every day. So uh, just kind of the process of digging and uh, making sure you show up for uh, the, the thing you call your music uh, every day. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> that's kind of <laughs> like super real shit, man. Sometimes I'm, that creative block can get pretty real. You know, you open up a empty DAW or whatever, your template or whatever, and you're just like, <sighs> all right, what am I gonna do? And yeah, definitely that just like daily, that daily grind and that habitual practice of maintaining your own self-discipline so that you are able to at some point carve out your own particular sound, you know? Yes, exactly, exactly. So I, I ask every fucking producer on here simply because it's just, I don't know, I like to pander and I like the arguments, but um, do you, what is your favorite digital audio workstation to work with? And um, do you think that digital audio workstations are just a tool or do you think that it's more so like they have their, you know, pros and cons about them? It's a solid question, man. I think, uh, you know, if, if you scroll through Twitter any other day, uh, you're going to see arguments on that. So uh, <laughs> it's, uh, it's definitely interesting to get other people's perspectives. Um, I started with... Um, I guess when I started recording, I started with a, uh, a cassette tape, like boombox, where yes. like uh, you, you would record on the side A of one cassette, and then you would flip it, play that cassette back, and then you would add another instrument on that as it recorded into the other cassette. And you would just keep on doing this over and over until you had just one cassette with a bunch of layers on it. But the thing with that is that uh, it would... If you messed up on one track, you had to start completely over. <laughs> and I was like, sounds like you get messy quickly. <laughs> yes, yes. But, you know, if, if you start with that, then everything else is like magic. You know, uh, the next step up, I did a, uh, a four-track digital recorder. And uh, that was cool. It wasn't anything like on a screen. 
um, like on a laptop, but it still had, you know, the, the LEDs on there. You could pretty much uh, cycle through different tracks. And that's when I could really take advantage of uh, recording every instrument on its own track and being able to put like my own effects on there after the fact. And that was really cool. Um, and then moving on to, uh, to the Dawes, man, uh, when I got my first laptop, it was super shitty. It was like, uh, <laughs> it was my dad's old work laptop. And, uh, you know, I'm like, Oh, hey, as long as I have a laptop, I can run anything. And then, uh, I got, uh, I think it was, um, Sonar. Have you heard of Sonar before? Yeah. 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 It's, uh, it's, it's one that's not super popular, but, uh, you know, it worked for windows. So I'm like, all right, let's give it a shot. And, uh, it was cool. It, it worked really well for a while, but, uh, you know, the more I used it and the more I got the hang of adding tracks and effects and stuff, yeah. my, uh, that shitty laptop would crap. It would crap out and crash. <laughs> so uh, eventually I had to upgrade and uh, get like a really nice like HP Windows laptop. And uh, I was able to run that for a while. Uh, the, the thing that shifted everything was when I went to, uh, it was like a video class in high school. And uh, we had a separate audio room. And the teacher knew I was into audio. So basically I had my own like elective course where he let me sit in the audio room with this Mac and Logic Pro. And uh, he had a whole library of um, Logic tutorials. That's so dope. <laughs> yeah, man. Set so you I, up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And right in the middle of high school too. So like all my friends would go do their video stuff, their video projects. And then I would go sit in this audio room and – literally just spend the whole hour uh making beats and learning these different tutorials and uh all the different techniques and shortcuts uh from those tutorials which you know you you can find on youtube but some of the stuff you would never thought you'd need to know and uh eventually i got my own mac at home i got my my laptop and uh i got my own copy of logic and uh that's it i've been using logic ever since nice Man, it's funny, dude. I really, because, like, in high school, I was in, like, fucking music theory and choir and, like, fucking band. And I'm like, why did I take any of that shit seriously? Like, the resources that I had were ridiculous, but it was kind of a class that, I mean, like, I kind of bullshitted through. And it's funny because, like, right after that, that's when I was like, all right, I think I'm going to get serious about music. But I'm like, damn, the resources that my high school had were phenomenal. So it's, I'm glad that you were able to get that, like, you know, that push right then and there and have those resources available because I had to fucking go to Full sale and pay money for that shit afterwards. Like, damn it. <laughs> you motherfucker. You got yeah, me. Yeah, man. Yeah, it's, it's the right place, right time, right kind of mindset. Yeah. Um, so in Logic, um, or not even necessarily, but like in your production styles itself, do you have like a go-to um vst software or like are you more of a hardware person me personally i i use my subsequent 37 for fucking everything but um i i love serum because it's so handy capable you know like what, what's your view on that yeah dude for sure that's a good call um i i'm a big fan of native instruments um uh, like when it comes to their effects and their uh their plugins their software synthesizers it's uh it's crazy. Uh, I know Massive was uh, really popular uh, a couple years ago, and that's what everybody used until Serum. And uh, 
Uh, I still use Massive to this massive day, man. Massive is fucking legend, bro. Like, that shit is... No, I'm not going to deny Massive. <laughs> that was yeah, that man, was the man, one, bro. <laughs> it's still alive. It's, it's sick. There's still so many different things you can do. And I know they just came out with Massive X, um, which I have not uh, been able to dive into. I'm sure it's sick. But uh, I still got that original Massive. And uh, that's what I... Every synth that you hear on that mix... It's basically made from massive. Nice. And, uh, it, that's, I'm a big fan of that. But uh, like, I, I rarely ever use any drum machines or anything that came with Logic. Everything I use is from uh, Native Instruments. Awesome. Yeah, I I fuck with like I, I think my go tos are like like Contact and Reactor for the most part, and then I'll yeah. use my subsequent Thirty Seven and yeah, fucking. Native Instruments is really good. I, I need to get, like, a, a complete control. Like, I need a MIDI controller. I just have fucking hardware over here, but I need some type of MIDI. I have a push, but that shit is more so for, like, live performances and, like, um, like drum pads and things like that. Yeah, for sure. I, I remember that was my, my big decision because before I got my own copy of Logic, it was like, all right, I either have to get uh, Logic and uh, Machine, that drum machine. Yeah. Um, or I have to get Ableton and uh, and the push controller, and uh, it was it was a long mental battle trying to weigh <laughs> the pros and cons. But uh, I think that just the, the style of that that drum machine uh, really you know spoke to me. So I, I ended up going with Logic instead. Def. Um, so on your journey, like as a music producer, if you could go back and give yourself some advice, like ten years ago or to any of the upcoming producers that are listening to this podcast right now, like, do you, you know, what would you go back and tell yourself or that advice to that one producer? Uh, finish those songs. <laughs> finish <laughs> those songs, dude. I have, I still have a, a beat folder from like 2015 that just has a bunch of, of unfinished projects and I keep bringing it over to my new uh, external hard drives every time I, I move shit over and uh, I'm like one day I'm gonna go back and I'm gonna go <laughs> eventually uh, <laughs> yeah exactly man you know it's like you, you, it's so easy to, to create stuff and just kind of sketch stuff on your uh, uh, on your software whether it's, it's a structure or it's sound design but uh, eventually you gotta be able to tie the knot on, yeah. on those projects. And, uh, you know, I would have a lot more finished projects today, uh, like albums or EPs. If I were to just spend an extra, uh, hour just going and putting the finishing touches on the songs that were almost done and structure them out the way that uh, I thought they would work. Yeah, dude, really following through. I think I, I, I that's fucking every producer's like, I don't know. I have a cornucopia of goddamn tracks where I'm just like, man, this is the most bombest ass 16 bar loop, but I don't know what to do afterwards. <laughs> I'm not sure what I'm supposed to do after this, actually. <laughs> Maybe I should just freestyle over it. Fuck it. I don't know. <laughs> the, the drops are so much fun to make, but, uh, you know, you, uh, that's how you can really be well rounded as a producer if you can figure out how to do those build ups and how to do those quote unquote verses. You know, like, I'm, I'm still so, such in a mindset of doing that, you know, like, the alternative rock uh, type structure where it's like, you need the intro, the verse, the yeah. chorus, the, the bridge, another chorus type of deal, you know? Yeah. No, 
Fucking definitely. Um, so what do you got going for, uh, you know, as far as like releases are concerned, you got some stuff coming out here, you got some projects. I know COVID-19 has literally slapped all of us in the fucking mouth and like we're all just sitting here with our fucking asses in our mouth like, uh, what? But like, what do you, <laughs> what do you got going on this, this year, I guess? Well, so I tried to take advantage of this COVID situation in the best way possible. Um, I never streamed in my life. And, uh, in the second day of quarantine, I'm like, yo, I'm just going to make this a, uh, a challenge. I'm going to stream every night, uh, until we're out of quarantine. And so, uh, on Twitch, I made an account and, uh, you know, I started to slowly put the pieces together, but, um, I'm on episode 96 of streaming since uh, the beginning of quarantine. Damn. And, uh, <laughs> I know. It's crazy. And just like the, the, the mindset I had going into it, uh, you know, like if, if you just do one episode a day, uh, you know, the days are going to go by anyways. Yeah. So I would rather wake up on day 100 with, uh, something to show for it rather than, you know, waking up a day 100, like, Oh, Hey, that would have been cool. What's next, you know? Yeah. So, uh, I have a, a decent amount of episodes and along with those, I have been putting together different visuals. So every day, I mean, I'm not doing as much anymore. I was really disciplined in the beginning, but every day I try to bring two new visuals to the table. Um, and, uh, they're just like my favorite movie clips. And, uh, I would put, uh, certain effects on them. And I found cool gifts on Facebook that people were using. I would copy those in my phone and put some effects on those. And nice. it's just, a, it's a montage of uh, what I would call the so vicious vibe. So that has been a lot of fun to do. That's badass. Yeah, dude. I think um, quarantine has forced everyone to level up. Like I finally got, I got the live stream shit down. I got my, you know, studio like feng shui out. But I finally was able to like realize like this projector into my studio space. So like I'm projecting like visuals onto the wall, like while I'm DJing and it's fucking massive dog. Like I can't even, it just, it makes me feel so good. <laughs> yeah, no, dude, if you, if you have a chance, get a chance to invest into a projector, bro. Like for real. <laughs> it probably feels like you're, uh, Bro, like, like real shit, real shit. I'm like looking and I'm like, oh my God. And then it, it just looks so well on the wall too. Like you're like, damn, this is sexy as fuck. <laughs> like, dude, hell yeah, dude. I have to come check you out, man. I'm gonna, uh, play live. Yeah, dude, fucking fly down here from Seattle to Colorado. I'm I'm here all the time, bro. <laughs> like, dude, I'll be there, man. I was thinking about making a road trip out that way anyway. Because I, I DJ weddings, too, and uh, nice. uh, this this venue shut down in Washington, and the girl lives in Utah. And uh, she's like, would you consider you know, taking the trip down here? I was thinking about it. I don't know if I was actually going to do it. I would just be like, but, well, uh, what's your budget, looking ass? <laughs> I got all my gear. I got to drive down there, you know? And yeah. then I saw, you know, I was looking, like, where else could I go? And I saw Colorado was basically right next door. I'm like, oh, I, I could go check that out. No, dude, it's it's dope out here. Like, um, well, originally I'm from Cali, fucking, but I was raised in Texas for the most part, but I moved out here. I've been out here for a year and it's nice, man. It's nice. I would want to go maybe to like the Pacific Northwest area, but like one, I'm black and I don't know. <laughs> 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 fucking two. <laughs> dude, you could definitely make it out here, man. 
once, once COVID is done and we're all breaking out of our caves, um, you, you got to take a trip down here. And, uh, and I'll do the same. I'll go check out Colorado. No, dude, I'd definitely be down. I actually, I went to Oregon for the fucking uh, solar eclipse back in 2017, and it was massively beautiful. Like, I don't... So gorgeous, man. Pacific Northwest is like hella, hella sex, bro. Seriously. <laughs> yes, dude. Hey, that was like a once in a lifetime deal, too. That was uh, a cool festival. Yeah. Were you there? <laughs> I was really trying to make it there, dude. I was supposed to be there, and I just I could pull pull the strings together. But uh, you know, obviously, videos aren't gonna do it justice. But I hear stories, and dude, uh, it was it just sounds like once in a lifetime, man. <laughs> It was, it was next level, man. Straight next. Like, I've never been to a festival like that. Like honestly, and I've been to a shit ton, bro. But that one was, uh, yeah, that was a serious one, bro. Yeah, dude. It's like the whole universe having a party. For real. Um. So, um, I I do this so I could like have more networking and connects and connections and things like that. But um, if you could recommend a couple of producers that you might know for Third Coast Base Radio, um. Give him a shout out. Who do you know? Oh, dude, uh, these these two guys, man. Uh, I'll rep them for days. They are uh, they're, they're twins, and they each make their own. They have their own moniker, and they make the dopest shit. Um, uh, Shane Doe is a uh, is a dope producer. Shane Doe, D O E, um, two words. And then the other guy. Oh man, you're gonna have to. Uh, Bear with me on uh, the other one because he, he kept changing his name around, so I don't know exactly what it is now. But uh, give me like two seconds, I can try <laughs> figure right. it out. Go for it. Sick. Are you still with me? Yes. <laughs> okay, sick. Um, where is this guy? Taking all the time in the world. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, shit, let me uh let me finish this beer right quick. <laughs> I know. <laughs> all right, so I know one last place I can check. It's my last ditch effort. I know I just followed him on SoundCloud. <laughs> I was like, finally, I have time. <laughs> <laughs>
was it? Okay. Um, not exactly sure how to pronounce it. I'm going to do my best and hopefully don't butcher it, but it's uh, um, a sow. So A-S-A-U. A-S-O-U? A sow? A. Interesting. Um, you said he's a twin, right? Yeah, it's Evan and Shane. And uh, Evan, his name is um, a sow. Interesting. Yeah, I'm definitely gonna look that up. I, I just I like the concept already. <laughs> I'm gonna yeah, re- man. I'm gonna reach yeah, out to them. To, uh, we all went to the same college, and uh, there's this massive block party, and it was insane. And uh, I lended them speakers, and they ended up DJing that. And I was at the party, and uh, I I was able to swing in and DJ a few songs too. But uh, oh man, I'll, I'll send you the video, man. It was sick. That's fucking badass. Um, so where can people find you on social media if they want to look you up or uh, this, you know, so vicious project, where can they find that on, um, social medias? Um, on social media, you can find, uh, me on Instagram at so vicious dot P R O D. And, uh, you know, that's for so vicious productions. Uh, you can also find me on Twitter. So vicious three and, uh, Check me out on Twitch, man. I'm streaming almost every night still. And uh, if you just search up Silvicious, you'll find me. Uh, it's, the, it's the white background with the black eyes. Fucking badass. Yo, Alex, I want to thank you so much for um, just being a part of Third Coast Space Radio, being a part of the family. Um, it's really awesome just seeing how much, you know, talent there is out there that isn't mainstream. So like, thank you for that so much. So I'll give you the opportunity to say, you know, a couple of final parting words to our listeners out there, if you will. Well, all you listeners, man, I appreciate your time. Uh, I hope you like the mix. And I hope you like the vibe. Uh, if you are a producer, keep on putting your head down, keep on putting in the work. And uh, remember every song is going to get better than your last in one way or another. So uh, if you ever need any advice or if you want to bounce some ideas off me, feel free to reach out. I'm always available. Fucking nice, man. Yo, thank you so much for being part of this, bro. No problem, man. I appreciate you taking the time and uh, I'm glad we connected. Yo, so there you have it. Third Coast Space Radio, Season 2, Episode 14. Be sure to like, listen, share, follow us, and respect our artists. Yo, support the shit, yeah. Wear your fucking mask. Be a respectable human being. Otherwise, I'll piss in your mouth. Feel me? Blah!